0: I trust
1: in you. Greetings, saints. Many blessings to you. Thank you for joining us today for the Unleavened Bread Bible Study. And thank you, Father, for drawing us together to study your word, study your prophetic warnings, uh, exhortations, etc. Thank you, Lord. Amen. All right. We're going to start to study here. uh, Witchcraft sent to hinder our voices. And this first revelation is given to Winnie Asagueta. 5, 12, 22. She said this morning I was attacked twice with sleep paralysis. And to get out of it, I had to do spiritual warfare in my dream. But I was not actually fully asleep. And uh, so I commanded the demons to leave in the name of Jesus. And of course I did. In this sleep paralysis state, uh, David said to me, They're sending witchcraft to stop us from using our voices. (coughs) Well, our voices uh, go out in many different ways. Uh, The videos that we prepare, audios, books, uh, missionaries, broadcasts, internet, telecasts, word of mouth, all these and more. And witchcraft from the faction in political and Christian, uh, quote unquote, circles always attempts to stop this. From the very beginning, they have attempted to stop this. When these people became demon-possessed, that was the only goal of their life. It wasn't saving anybody or anything like that or walking holy or obeying the word. It was stop UBM. And we're kind of proud of that because I I say that a people are known by their enemies. Mm Mm-hmm. When I got up, I asked for two heads for confirmation, and I received the two heads. And I asked for a verse by faith at random and received the cross-reference right where my finger landed on the last part of the verse, Psalm twenty-five eighteen, and we'll do 18 through 22 for context. Consider mine affliction and my travail, and forgive all my sins. Consider mine enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be put to shame, for I take refuge in Thee. Let integrity and upright preserve me, for I wait for Thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. And, of course, God will hear that prayer. So we received this text in our morning prayer meeting by Faith at Random, which we thought was a great confirmation to these revelations that we just received, and uh, describes the situation in Winnie's dream too, Uh, Nehemiah 4, 1 through 20. But it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we were building the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews like it was really his business, right? (laughs) Well, the faction has fought against us, building the wall of sanctification for our brethren. Uh, Narcissists, uh, because of their ego, care not about anyone but themselves, and they project their own evil and sins onto others just like you can see uh, the leftists on the news fighting against uh, people that are uh, clean, evidently, because they can't find anything. Uh, But they're projecting their demonic actions on these people, blaming them for what they themselves do. Um, Verse 2, And he spake before his brethren and the army of Samaria, and said, What are these feeble Jews doing? Well, they are Samaritans, which is one who is not a Jew by blood, uh, but only in religion, like all apostates, infectious people. Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of rubbish? seeing they are burned. Well, we know, you know, that the kingdom of God was destroyed because our forefathers uh, rebelled against God and uh, their kingdom was destroyed and they went into captivity. But these people do not want the restoration of the kingdom of God because they are foreign to it. And it is a threat to them and their demons and the demon's lord, which is the devil. Verse 3, Now Tobiah, the Ammonite, was by him, and he said, Even that which they are building, if a fox go up, he shall break down their stone wall. Well, he was very wrong, (laughs) as they always are. And the Ammonites, by the way, also factioned against their chosen brethren and fought against their chosen brethren. They were um, Judases. Verse 4. Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turn back their reproach upon their own head and give them up for a spoil in the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee. For they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Mm -hmm. They were attacking the people who were building the kingdom, and they weren't doing anything to build the kingdom, but trying to destroy it. So we built the wall, and all the wall was joined together unto the half. This is verse 6. The heights thereof, for the people had a mind to work, but it came to pass that when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites, all their factious neighbors, heard that the repairing of the walls of Jerusalem went forward and that the breaches began to be stopped. In other words, they had no way to sneak in. Then uh, they were very wroth and they conspired all of them together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to cause confusion therein. And as we builded the wall with our building materials, we have uh, warred against, they have warned against us by taking down our website, by taking down our videos. All of these, before they were demon-possessed, they admired greatly and they believed that they were great teachings. Suddenly, when they fell into sin, and God turned them over to faction to separate them from us, now they warred against the very things that they thought were great. And, of course, they did it by slandering us to others so that as to steal the food out of the mouths of God's children. And they have failed, as God said they would. Verse 9. But we made our prayer unto our God, and set a watch against them day and night, because of them. And Judah said, uh, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come into the midst of them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. They've been doing that for years now. Um, and they can only spiritually or physically slay those who have failed the test of obedience, faith, and love like they did. So, like I said, like they did, right? They failed. And that's why they're out there and outside of the church. Or 14. And I looked and rose up and said to the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. So I exhort everyone listening to me today to do spiritual warfare against these enemies who are against your families the church, and the state. Um, Cast down their demonic schemes, uh, witchcraft prayers, slanders, railings, and evil leadership in Jesus' name. Cast down the dragon of Revelation 12 uh, in and out of the church and pray for the elect among them to come out and be saved. Amen. We look forward to that. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, that that's their plot, their scheme was known, because they do their work in darkness, and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. Well, amazingly, God tells us of their evil plans, uh, just like in Winnie's dream, And also, narcissists love to brag of their evil works to each other. When we are listening, (laughs) they don't know that. And verse 18, And the builders, every one, had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. So, our sword is the word of the Lord in our mouths. And the enemy actually end up cursing themselves by cursing us as the Lord promised to Abraham. I will bless those that bless thee and I will curse those that curse thee. So really, they don't really realize. They told each other that the curse that's upon them is because of us. No, it's on them because of them, as God said to Abraham. Verse 20, Our God will fight for us. Amen. And here's another one. Our voices amplified in the rock. And you know who the rock is, right? This was given to Vanessa Weeks on 5-19-22. I dreamed that I was standing in a rock with a few other people. Um, representing the bride body that is hidden in the rock of Christ, she says. And song 2 and 14, O my dove, that art in the clefts of the rock, in the covert of the steep place, let me see thy countenance, for sweet is thy voice, and thy countenance is comely. Well, as we're about to see our voices in Christ to the lost, bring them into the kingdom. And uh, Satan's uh, willing accusers try to stop this. They don't want people to get saved. They don't want to get people delivered. They don't want to see the miracles of healing to go forth. They have no power whatsoever. They couldn't heal a net because they have no faith. And that's because everything they do is against God. And on the right side was an opening, and we saw some very green trees. All right. That's, in other words, looking out of the cleft of the rock, these very green trees. And I think the green trees are people just outside of the rock of Christ. The bride sees with the eyes of the dove seeing these people as the Lord sees them, by faith and full of the life of God. Amen. That's what we should do and confess before our high priest of our confession, right? Our tour guide was a thin man wearing a ranger uniform, and he was explaining the things that we were seeing. And I believe the ranger represents the man-child leading Uh, well, I would say leading us to build the wall in our own lives and in others' lives, right? And this uh, tour guide said, when we are in the rock, our words are heard by the trees just outside the rock. Well, amen. When I knew he was saying the rock made our voices amplified, to those outside, so they're in a cleft. There's only one way for the uh, voices to be directed, right, outward. I think this is amazing, since Winnie had the dream about the same time of evil forces trying to stop our voices, and I thought of Matthew 16:18 through 19. And I also say unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Uh, You that are praying against this scourge uh, remember this. Uh, I remember Sandy having a dream like that where the Lord said to her, uh, when you see things unusual happening that are contrary, um, just bind them in the name of Jesus. Well, there it is. Just do it, saints. And uh, she said, thank you, Father, that as we abide in the rock, our voices can cannot be stopped. Amen. They've tried very, very hard. And they've poisoned a lot of people to try to keep them from receiving. But uh, they're failing. And this one is uh, Claire Pinar, uh, Apostates Mocking a Tired Bride to Their Own Destruction. She got this on 5-13-22. I dreamed I was sitting at a school desk complaining about how tired I was. And as you know, Claire is quite often used as the bride because her name means brilliant, you know. The bride represented uh, by Claire is in the school of sanctification. She is learning all the truths and promises of the word so that as the first fruits, she can bring wisdom and understanding to her little sister. But we must not grow weary in well-doing or murmur. Amen. Galatians 6 and 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Remember that. Don't get weary. Don't get tired. Don't get faint. Just believe and speak the word. And also, Philippians uh, two fourteen through 16 "...do all things without murmurings and questionings, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God, without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you are seen as lights in the world." Holding forth the word of life, that I may have whereof to glory in the day of Christ, that I did not run in vain, neither labor in vain. Hold forth the word of life, right? Speak the word of life. Speak the binding, too, against those who are against the word of life. I was not really saying anything bad about anyone, but I was retelling this situation. I had no time to do anything because as I got home from my long journey of doing grocery shopping, my phone rang. A specific person rang me, but I can't remember who. It was someone who needed help with something, and they had questions about faith and etc., Even simple things like unpacking groceries are tough because I drive one and a half hours to fetch the groceries and then drive one and a half hours back. It was wearing me down. And while at the school desk, I reiterated that I was tired and wanted some support. It was clear that I should not have asked the people in the class for support as they did not understand the reason for the tiredness that I was experiencing. The person at the entrance to the classroom, Lewis, my brother-in-law, and we emphasize law, thought I was being pathetic, not being able to juggle a phone call between unpacking uh, shopping bags. Well, of course, he was judging by sight because he didn't know the background of what was going on or how how long she had been at work you know so her brother-in-law is legalistic and critical and judgmental and not interested in truth of the situation so we know these people okay nadine my sister-in-law meaning hope, Nadine means hope, possibly representing false hope, was sitting at another desk, and she was glaring at me and snarling and being rude in her facial expressions. Then Louis, my brother-in-law, came in and got in my face and mocked me, leered at me, and mimicked my story in a sarcastic tone. Lewis means a famous warrior, possibly representing factious, warring apostate Christians, so to speak, who persecute their brother, as Esau did. So, the in-laws represent our brethren who have been captured by faction and the apostate church system. She went on to say, I realized then that I probably should not have moaned about having no time. They continued to go on and on at me. Yeah, they never give up. They're just like um, a chihuahua biting at your heels. They just keep at it, keep at it, you know. The uh, factious are so arrogant that they act as though they are God in constantly judging the righteous, but their judgment will return upon their own heads, as God has said. Um, Obadiah 1, 3-10 says, The pride of thy heart hath deceived thee, O thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock. Now, we know that the Edomites did uh, dwell in the clefts of a rock, and that they had a city in the clefts of the rock, and uh, it was red, (laughs) like Esau whose habitation is high, and that saith in his heart, Who shall bring me down to the ground? Though thou mount up as high as the eagle, and though thy nest be set among the stars, I will bring thee down from thence, says the Lord. If thieves come to thee, if robbers by night, uh, how art thou cut off? Would they not steal only till they had enough? If grape-gatherers came to thee, would they not leave some gre- gleaning grapes? So, these the factious thieves have to reap what they sow. God is sending to them a reaping from what they have sown over all these years. Uh, and this is in order to fulfill the word of God. Whatsoever a man sows, so shall he reap. So, how, verse 6 goes on to say, how are the things of Esau searched? How are his hidden treasures sought out? Well, Esau hated his chosen brother like the factions today. And uh, even though he was kin, he didn't act like it. He was an enemy. Uh, Verse 7, all of the men... Of thy confederacy have brought thee on thy way, even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee. Well, because they are deceivers, they have to be deceived according to the word of God. And prevailed against thee, they that eat thy bread, lay a snare under thee. Kind of reminds you of Abimelech and the men of Shechem, how they agreed together to kill Uh, Gideon's sons. They couldn't kill the man-child who spoke a curse upon them. And uh, and it was fulfilled because they were guilty. And he spoke it in the Lord. It wasn't him that spoke it. It, He spoke it prophetically in the Lord. And it came to pass because they fought against each other and the leadership was taken down and the people that uh, helped him were taken down. There is no understanding in him. Shall I not in that day, says the Lord, destroy the wise men out of Edom, and understanding out of the Mount of Esau? Psalm 37 Twelve through thirteen says, The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord will laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Amen. Verse nine And thy mighty men, O Teman, shall be dismayed to the end that every one may be cut off from the Mount of Esau by slaughter. For well, the violence done to thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. So back to Claire's dream here. Then Rian came in and invited the couple to come onto the Zoom outreach. And Louis, Louis excuse me, said he'd join, but I had a feeling in the dream that he was coming on to make trouble. That's what they do. Or to prove a point. So I prayed peace over the meeting. Amen. Then we watched them from Zoom as they entered their yard, and the grass was about thigh high. Well, these apostates are overcome by their own flesh, not realizing that they have no fruit in the kingdom. Peter 1, 24, and 25 says, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory thereof as the flower of grass. And the grass withereth, the flower falleth. But the word of the Lord abideth forever. And that's what we must be, the word made flesh, as our Lord Jesus, right? And this is the word of good tidings which we preached unto you. All right. So, these people were ambushed by dark people who were stealing, killing, pillaging, everything in that area. I knew that this was a judgment on my in-laws, and it was hard to watch. Well, it will be hard to watch the judgment of the apostates by God, we have heard just recently, just a few days ago, that over 400 sites across the United States are planned for liberal protests. These 400 planned protests will turn into riots as uh, being planned by the deep state, Antifa, the left-wing extremists and the anarchists. We have also heard the Bible in the Bible, where Babylon burned the houses of God. National Guard are planned to be deployed throughout the United States. If it gets bad enough, the army will be deployed too. The deep state has armed the anarchists. We know that. Some people who are even uh, governors of um, states have used um, federal money to arm the anarchists and got caught. Mm-hmm. Nadine said to her children, come and get into the car right now. She was very scared. As Lewis asked for prayer for the situation, out of pure necessity, the screen went blank. We typed in the chat box, pray. Pray. In big letters, as Lewis also typed, pray in big letters. We prayed for justice and mercy, and then I woke up. Well, justice will be done. You know, Psalm 109, 5-7, And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set thou a wicked man over him. Let an adversary stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him come forth guilty, and let his prayer be turned into sin. Well, some who are caught up in faction and apostasy will repent, praise be to God, when God begins to judge them in earnest. Amen. I asked for a word by faith at random and received Psalm 68, 13 through 14 my finger was on pinions and Almighty which is exactly where we are in Psalm 91 under his pinions or wings under the shadow of the Almighty yes so true and here's the text of Psalm sixty-eight, thirteen 13-14. When you lie among the sheepfolds, it is as the wings of a dove covered with silver, and her pinions with yellow gold. When the Almighty scattereth kings therein, it was as when it snoweth in Zalman. So those people who are persecuting the bride are going to be judged. Our God and His holy people will not be mocked. Galatians 6 and 7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And also Proverbs 17 and 5, Whoso mocketh the poor reproacheth his maker. And he that is glad at calamity shall not be unpunished. Rion received this word by faith at random too. Malachi three, eleven, and 12. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Well, amen. We know that and believe that. Okay, here's one given to Claire Pinar. Um, We called it Man, Child, and Bride, Survive Sheol and Clean Up Good. (laughs) long title. I dreamed my in-laws, again, came to fetch me, and they wanted me to go with them. They were pretty forceful, as it was like a hostage situation mhm well the legalistic and judgmental always want to force their opinions on others but they're not qualified to judge anything nor to teach anybody because they're in sin terrible sin howbeit this persecution begins about a death to the righteous that they may receive resurrection life. In other words, uh, the Judases turned against uh, the Jesuses, right? Those who are in Christ. Uh, but they received a reward for that, right? Um, and, you know, bringing Jesus to his death brought him also to his resurrection. Praise be to God. I was once put under law in a religion, and what I discovered about the law actually turned me to grace. Yeah, Romans 7, 4 through 6, Wherefore, my brethren, you also were made dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you should be joined to another, even to him who was raised from the dead that we might bring forth fruit unto God. For when we were in the flesh, there they were in the tall grass, and this, the uh, sinful passions which were through the law wrought in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. Amen. So when a person is under the law, they're, they're pretty confident in their own ability, basically, and uh, they fail. They fail because God gives no grace to that. Uh, Verse 6, but now we have been discharged from the law, having died to that wherein we were held. So those in the in-laws were holding them, right? So that we serve in newness of the spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Amen. Amen. They walked me into a mine shaft, <laughs> and my mother and father-in-law were walking in front of me. Well, the law came first to show us that we could not be saved by the works of the law, and Jesus came to bring us a new covenant of death to self in following in his footsteps. Jesus was persecuted by those under the law and received resurrection life which we call perfection hebrews 7:28 for the law appointeth men high priests having infirmity but the word of the oath which was after the law appointeth a son perfected forevermore the law could make nothing perfect the bible says but grace can I felt no fear in me, but I was aware of fear in the mind. Hmm. Well, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And this is death to our old nature. Perfect love casts out fear, but our flesh is fearful of death, even as our spirit man welcomes it. Amen. My daughters were walking with their grandparents. Father is going to cleanse the fruit of the bride, their daughters, right, through the death to self represented by the mine that, uh, in other words, that's buried, right, that his word demands. Isaiah 4, 3 and 4 says, And it shall come to pass that he that is left in Zion... Meaning, of course, the purification process weeded out all of the faction uh, who God turned over to that because of their sins that they would not give up. So that he that is left in Zion and he that remaineth in Jerusalem shall be called holy. Even every one that is written among the living in Jerusalem. And when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of justice and the spirit of burning. I was walking with Rion on my right side, and my son Daniel, who has blonde hair, uh, was walking in between us and we were each holding one of his hands. Rion represents the corporate man-child as his name means little king like Mordecai in Esther. And I represent the corporate bride as my name means brilliant, representing her brilliant garment of righteous acts in Revelation 19, 7 and 8. Daniel, my son, represents our fruit, and our personal man-child or spirit man in each one of us due to his blonde hair, which means a submission to the Son. <laughs> his name means God is my judge. Well, amen. Okay, and when we finally came up out of the mine. There were baths all along both sides of the train tracks that led into the mine shaft. They were under a corrugation, corrugated roof covering. The uh, baths were old white porcelain with golden feet. My in-laws did not come up out of the mine, and I don't know about my daughter's. Well, those who are enslaved to legalism will not bear the fruit of resurrection, hence they are not bathed and are not coming up out of the mind. Okay? So those uh, in-laws stayed in the death position. And, um, okay, I walked into the third bath on the left to wash up after being full of soot from the mine. So it was a dark and dirty place, right? I filled the tub with nice warm water and started washing my arms, but the water remained clean. (laughs) This obviously is a spiritual thing. There was no soot from the mine. In the water. So the soot is darkness that has been washed away, basically. Um, the water represents the pure Word of God that we are washed with that is never defiled. Romans 6 4 through 12. We were buried, therefore, with Him through baptism unto death that like as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we also might walk in newness of life. Of course, that's coming out of the mine and into the sunlight, right? Amen. Verse 5. For if we have become united with Him in the likeness of His death, we shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection. Well, they didn't. They still had the ones who stayed in the mine, still had the soot on them, and they didn't come up, right? Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away, so that we should no longer be in bondage to sin. That's good news. I mean, we do this act of baptism, which is an act of faith, believing that the old man dies down there and the new man comes out. And we should believe that, continue to believe that, continue to fest that, that we don't live anymore. Christ lives in us now. Verse 7, For he that hath died is justified from sin. But if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. In other words, he has eternal life. Death no more hath dominion over him, and it would, will not have a dominion over us when we reach the point of resurrection life, right? And verse 11, Even so reckon ye also yourselves to be dead unto sin, reckon means to consider it done, but alive unto God in Christ Jesus. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey the lusts thereof. In other words, the power to leave sin behind is because we confess and we reckon ourselves to be dead unto sin but alive unto God. This is the real gospel. This is the gospel that they're fighting against because they can't overcome sin, they're in law. <laughs> I asked the Lord for a word about this dream by faith at random and received Jeremiah forty-eight twenty-four, And my finger was on Bozrah, which is the sheepfold. Okay. In context, 21, 24, and 25. And judgment is come upon Bozrah, and upon all the cities of the land of Moab. And as you know, these were kinfolks also through Lot, right? But they factioned against their brother, and God judged them. The the horn of Moab is cut off, and his arm is broken, says the Lord. Bozrah was the capital of the Edomites, uh, those from Esau. It was also a city of Moab. Bozrah is the Edomite sheepfold. These people never come out of the mine. Only the elect of God do. The multifaceted demonic faction attack on evangelism. Claire Pinar, 5222. In this dream, I was looking at my pantry and the shelves were covered in orange dust. Well, orange obviously represents danger, right? I peered into the pantry corner to see where it was coming from, and I saw a huge ugly thing the size of the length and breadth of a grown man's shoe come out of a mission tortilla bag. A mission Bay. It was bright orange, scary, and looked like it had very large fangs or pincers. It was a spider, but really ugly, with an elongated body. I did have a terrible time with the factious Jezebel recently, who came into my house, but the Lord took me through it with His grace that I was able to pour out on her through hospitality and kind words. It happened the morning after I received this dream. I believe she might be pursuing a goal to be a missionary. There's the mission. Um, The factious are on a mission, and their mission is to stop our mission. <laughs> and... uh So, uh, hence why the spider came out of the brand of tortilla chips called Mission. Okay. Well, our mission from God to the world is attacked because of the food that we serve from our pantry, uh, our ministry materials. It is saving people from the apostate church, which includes them. And this all always angers the apostate preachers when they lose people as it was with the Pharisees in Jesus' day. The many-legged spider represents the many legs of faction both overseas and here and in this country. The, um, the demons all over the world are coordinating their attacks against the righteous. Amen. The spider jumped at me, and I moved out of the way. It was now running on the floor towards the door. I called Rion, and he got out the vacuum cleaner and sucked it up. Because no other method could kill it, uh, I had tried to beat it, but it was too late. It was too large, and nothing harmed or stopped it. Well faction and witchcraft are spirits and can only be stopped by exercising authority through faith the faction, the vacuum imprisoned the faction like the dreams that we recently shared of the bride sending the angels to imprison the faction until their lethal injection took them out yes that that is we've seen that in dreams other dreams and we had the dream of the angel warriors throwing their own bombs back at them this is again their their own curses coming back upon them these revelations uh, can be found um, on our site under preserved from the beast number 21. And uh, we called it uh, UBM protected by special ops angels and factious dogs in the deep state and church rounded up and euthanized. All this is God's prophetic word about what he's going to do. I woke up and asked the Lord for a word by faith and random and received pro- Proverbs 27, 5, and 6. Better is open rebuke than love that is hidden. Faithful are the words of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are profuse. Reminds you of Judas. Right? Uh, professing his love while all the while he was full of hatred and faction. Yeah. Okay, this one is was given to Angelica Garza. Five fifteen twenty-two, and we called it witchcraft, trying to hinder the kingdom work. Mm-hmm. In this dream, I got rehired at Driscoll Children's Hospital. This was my former employer in the natural. Spiritually, I believe this children's hospital represents our ministry in the kingdom of God to bring healing to those that are babies, and young in the Lord. Well, amen. And Driscoll means, by the way, descendant of the messenger, uh, a go-between, an intermediary, or news-bearer. So we are messengers of the gospel descended from Jesus, who was the ultimate messenger, And we bear the good news of the gospel to the lost and the wounded people who are in need of spiritual as well as physical healing. Amen. And she went on to say, I was trying to clock in as I had the day before, but the code that had been given to me was not working. And when I punched it in on the phone, as we will see, um, as we'll see when the enemy tries to give us lying codes, a code represents something that is hidden that can be found out by those hungry for truth and can be uh, revealed by those who know the hidden manna, right? So a code hides, right? Uh, And a code opens and reveals truth, right? The enemy uh, perverts these codes to sabotage our work in others' lives and and our progress, by the way. I thought of John 9 and 4. We must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. When I am in the world, I am the light of the world, Jesus said. It seems that whoever was in charge of that department did not want to help me. In other words, they're hindering the work, right? The department represents demonic principalities and powers who are assigned to resist and hinder the work of the saints. So I had to go to the main building because this building I was working in was an extension of the main hospital. And she said, this may represent our individual positions in the body or departments of ministry focus. Ephesians 6 and 12 says, For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the powers, and against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Then I was in the main building trying to talk to a lady on the phone about how I needed to clock in, but was not able, and I needed her to do something about it. She also was not interested in helping me. And I remember thinking or saying to her that I was going to bypass them and speak to the higher-ups and her boss because she was not going to help me. She said, I thought about Jesus and God the Father as being the higher-ups. And I personally received this from by faith at random, yesterday, Luke 1, 68. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, for he hath visited and wrought redemption for his people. And 69. And hath raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And 70 as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets that have been from of old. 71, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us. So we are redeemed from these wicked people and saved uh, from our enemies is a part of that salvation. To grant, and this is 74, to grant unto us that we, being delivered out of the hands of our enemies, should serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Praise the Lord. Very true. Just know, friends, that God has delivered you. If you're walking in righteousness, God has delivered you from the wicked. Then I realized I knew this woman. Her name was Lupe. The name Lupe means uh, from the wolf's river. Well, you know the dragon's river was a river of destruction and, and deception, right? And uh, the wolves also represent in the Bible false teachers or shepherds who spew the false doctrines and lies of the serpent or the dragon. Revelation 12 and 15, And the serpent cast out of his mouth after the woman water as a river, there it is, representing lying words and deception, that he might cause her to be carried away by the stream. Well, the enemy is using witchcraft to keep us from working at the children's hospital to bring healing to the children. Amen? I also realized that my ex, Isaiah's father, was there uh, coaching her on what to say. I also thought maybe she represented a witchcraft attack from our religious enemies, and then I woke up. I asked for a word by faith at random in my Vines dictionary and landed on page 255 on the word fraud, meaning to keep back, deprive, to be lacking. My finger landed on the law required the prompt payment of the laborer. Then it references Deuteronomy 24:15. We'll, we'll take the text as 14 and 15. "Thou shalt not oppress a hired servant for uh, that is poor and needy whether he be of thy brethren or of thy sojourners that are in thy land within thy gates. In his day thou shalt give him his ire, neither shalt the sun go down upon it, for he is poor, and setteth his heart upon it. Lest he cry against thee unto the Lord, and it be sin unto thee. As a confirmation, Winnie received this same verse for the morning prayer meeting on 5-14-22. Hmm, pretty good confirmation. Okay, those uh, people who are uh, crushing the people who are in need, um, slandering them so that they cannot partake of the benefits of the uh, word given, Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. There, they're being judged, and here's Claire again. Five eleven twenty-two, and that we name this. David receives a new body. I dreamed at Rion, and I had a home on a large avenue with lovely large homes on either side of the avenue. The homes had no fences and had large green trees uh, in the front yards. Well, the large green trees in this community of saints represents the fruit of their land, which represents their natural life. And it shows a flourishing life because they are planted by the waters of life, as in Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the wicked. Well, as we see, when you walk in the counsel of the wicked, you become wicked. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the streams of water that bringeth forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also doth not wither. In other words, it continues to take in the sun, right? And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. Well, the lack of fences in this community, I believe, represents the saints dwelling in unity, uh, nothing to hide, so on and so forth. Psalm 133, 1-3 says, Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that came down upon the skirt of his garments, like the dew of Hermon, that cometh down upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commandeth the blessing, even life forevermore. So Rion's note here is, as we will see in this dream, it seems like the homes represent a dwelling place before entering the wilderness. Uh, And, of course, those are the tabernacles in the wilderness that aren't a permanent home because they're mobile tabernacles, right? And that the man-child Davids have gone before us through their own trials and overcoming, crucifixions, and so on and so forth. We had a white tent up in front of our home on the avenue. Inside the tent were a few people from UBM. Representing the corporate tabernacle, I believe, of the righteous who consume the unleavened bread from UBM Ministries. And Rion's note is... Many of the first fruits of the called out ones are ready to enter the wilderness and have experienced their own personal wildernesses before the corporate wilderness experience of the church in the tribulation. Brandy was handing out uh, colored tennis balls. He told us that we were to be grouped according to the colors of the tennis balls. I think the colors were blue, pink, purple, and orange. And Rion said the colors could represent different ministries, appointments, callings, and perhaps gifts. And in, uh, in children's tennis, kids are grouped together to Skill level and play with different colored balls. The colors of the balls will mean something different for each group. Brandy is a distilled liquor, as we know, or spirit produced from fermented fruit. Grapes are mostly common, most commonly used, you know, in uh, that. And wine represents the blood of Jesus, which is our life. Except you drink, eat my body and drink my blood. You have no life in you, right? And Father is using brandy to represent the Spirit because of his name. Amen. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11 says, Now there are diversities of gifts. But the same Spirit, and there are diversities of ministrations, and the same Lord, and there are diversities of workings, but the same God, who worketh all things in all. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit to profit with all. For to one is given through the Spirit the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge according to the same Spirit, and to another faith in the same Spirit, and to another gifts of healings in the one Spirit, and to another workings of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, and to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another interpretation of tongues. But all these work at the one and the same Spirit dividing to each one severally, even as he will. Hence the different colored tennis balls. My parents, uh, representing the apostate church, of course we, we were all raised up in a church, which represents a woman or a wife and teachers, who represent the leadership, the head over that church. So that is why parents here, in this case, represent the apostate church. Uh, Came into the tent very distraught and told Brandy that they would be devastated if Dr. Lopez died. Well, this was the family doctor who was from Bolivia when I was a child. And the name Lopez means son of a wolf. Well, nobody will miss the sons of wolves because they're only raising up little wolves is what they're doing. You have to come out from among them and seek the true word of God. Then they left again. The family doctor of the apostates represents the prophet and the priest who dealeth falsely to create sons of wolves in Jeremiah 6:13 through15. For from the beast excuse me from the least of them even unto the greatest of them, everyone is given to covetousness and from the prophet even unto the priest everyone dealeth falsely. For they have healed also the hurt of my people slightly, saying, Peace, peace, when there's no peace. Were they ashamed when they had committed abomination? Nay, they were not at all ashamed. Neither could they blush. Therefore, they shall fall among them that fall. At the time that I visit them, we know that the Lord is coming to Visit them, as he did when he stained his garment, right? They shall be cast down, says the Lord. So the apostate Christians are sons of wolves. You have to come out from among them and receive the true word of God. Matthew 7 and 15 says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing But inwardly are ravening wolves. They want to devour you, right? And Rheon said, The sons of perdition have been part of the family for a long time, and some will struggle to accept their destruction. Yes, they were grieved, right? They didn't realize who they were, like the disciples who came to Jesus and got the revelation of who the wolves were in their day. They used to respect them, Brandy then turned to me and said, David has moved his tent into the front yard of his house. His body is failing. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, representing the death and burial of the carnal or fleshly man and the resurrection. The tent in the front yard represents a near and future event of anointing and catching up to the throne authority for the man-child Davids. And, of course, that tent represents your mobile tabernacle that you walk around in, right? So, in the dream, I had an intense desire to help David any way that I could, and I could feel tears stinging my eyes as I fought them back, to to the words, "His body is failing." Well, uh watching the suffering and death to self experienced of our brethren in Christ is painful to watch, and we bear their grief and their burdens with them. Galatians six and two says. Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. They often they obviously grieved at the fact that the faction of their day had put Jesus on the cross. But if they had known what they were doing, they would not have done that because they created a weapon that was going to destroy them and save those in bondage among them. Amen. And Rheon shared this. He said, 2 Corinthians 5, 1 through 3, For we know that if the earthly house of our tabernacle, that's that tent, be dissolved, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For verily in this do we groan, longing to be clothed upon with our habitation which is from heaven. If so be that we being clothed We shall not be found naked. Amen. Then I had a vision of David mowing his lawn and putting up a camouflage tent on the front lawn of his home. His home was directly opposite our home in the dream. The grass was already short and manicured, but David was giving it an extra trim, it seemed. Well, mowing the grass twice represents giving the more diligence in 2 Peter 1, 10 and 11. Wherefore, brethren, give the more diligence to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never stumble, for thus shall be richly supplied unto you the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And 1 Corinthians 9, But I buffet my body, and I bring it into bondage, lest by any means after that I have preached to others, I myself should be rejected. Well, the camouflage tent represents being hidden in Christ. Colossians 3, 1-4 says, If then you were raised together with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated on the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are upon the earth. For you died, and your life is hid, there it is, camouflaged, with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall be manifested, then shall ye also with him be manifested in glory. Amen. And Rion said this, The man-child has already had his wilderness experience and is skilled in cutting down the flesh. All flesh is as grass, he said. He is the example we have to follow, giving up the carnal fleshly life by faith to inherit a heavenly life at the end. Amen. And Deb Fenske then had this word from the Lord uh, in the dream uh, for me. Do not be distressed. Keep doing what I have called you to do. And David will keep doing what I have called him to do. I love you very much. You cannot help me. But I see your love, and I will reward you. Then we were in another home for a pot blessing. And Matt and Anna rested on a Lazy Boy leather couch with Shoshana, uh, in a little sunroom adjacent to the dining room. We were all in, and we set things up all around them. Okay. Matthew means gift of God, and Anna means grace. They represent the man, child, and bride bodies who are in the rest in the Son, S-U-N slash S-O-N, room. So, everything that the firstfruits does centers around the striving to be in the man, child, and bride bodies. Shoshana means lily and represents the fruit of the bride typed in song of Solomon as the lily of the valley. That's song 2, 1 and 2. I am the rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. As a lily among the thorns, so is my love among the daughters. Amen. My children brought all their reading and coloring books along, and Tabitha was sitting at a table with her books laid out all around her. David Eels walked into the room and looked at Tabitha and her books and said, that's an unconventional book of Acts that you have there, Tabitha. I hope you're enjoying reading it. Well, we just received this text in the book of Acts concerning Tabith- Tabitha in our morning meeting today by faith at random. How prophetic that we just saw a resurrection and now Tabitha also speaks of a resurrection. Acts 9, 36-42 says, Now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good works and alms deeds, which she did. And it came to pass um, in those days that she fell sick and died. Okay, verse 40. But Peter put them all forth and kneeled down and prayed, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And she, he gave her his hand and raised her up, and calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. And it came to, became known throughout all of Joppa, and many believed on the Lord. God's church will arise above all the wishes of the wicked. Well, God's church will arise above all the wishes of the wicked. Then we got into our groups that we were divided into with the colored tennis balls, and David started speaking. I knew we were going to take shifts to pray in four-hour segments with four balls in each group, and this would continue all weekend. And then I woke up. And Rion said this, four is the number for creation or the world. Well, we're getting ready through prayer to go to the world as per each one's calling or gifts. And this is working in us now. It, we are getting prepared to bring the gospel. Amen. And here's a word from the Lord. Uh, through Debbie Finsky, 5.11.22. We called it, I speak peace to you. Fear not. My children, I speak peace to you. Hear me. Fear not. Allow my peace to dwell in your hearts as you rest in me. Stay in that rest, for you have been planted in me. Do not allow yourselves to be moved and uprooted. I alone must be your rest and your peace. Be steadfast uh, in your stand in me, Jesus, your King and Lord. I am speaking this to all of my called and my elect, saying, Set your heart and set your eyes on me. Set your faces like flint, unchangeable, so that through you my purposes will be performed and through you I will be glorified. Shake off the earthly cares of this world. Yes, and all the distractions that the devil wants to distract you with, you're in a war. Fight the war, right? Stay strong, steadfast, and immovable, abounding in the work of my kingdom not as so many of my people who find their rest and their peace in so many earthly and vain things. If only they would sit at my feet and desire to be fed from my hand, where is the unleavened truth of my word? Yet I will lead them to my word, to my truth, for now is the time. It is so near for the unfolding of my plans and my purposes in this time as I raise up my anointed man-child and bride to feed, strengthen, and restore many to life in me. There is no other life, so be prepared. Stay prepared for the things soon to come, for my plans for this earth and my plans for you that I have precisely timed to come about. Even now your work, which you perform for me, for my kingdom, is drawing many unto myself. Be encouraged, for many have come to my side, walking with me and learning to follow my steps, even as you are. Stay focused in me, freed from the things of this world, put away all earthly plans and desires and let your life continually be hid in me. Take heed that now is the time for continual prayer and warfare with fasting coming against the evil powers who think that they are in control. Nothing has happened in all the ages of this world that has not been exclusively under my control. These these evil workers of wickedness think that they are something when they are nothing. I laugh at them for the high standard that they have of themselves, for they are but puppets. They will see that there is one high standard, the standard which my holy corporate people who have risen to uh, in obedience to me. And that is the Word of God, Right? It is to this high and holy standard the high calling that I call all of my children, all of my elect, to obtain to. This is you, my humble holy ones, humble yet knowing the power and the might of my Spirit in you, who through me in you will bring down the mighty and their works, who do not know the power of the Almighty God, nor do they know the power of my Spirit in my mighty and holy kingdom people. So many of my people do not know the power of my Spirit and that it can dwell in them. They have not the slightest inclination that the evil days, the dark days, prophesied to be upon this earth uh, and upon the people of this earth Are here. My eyes still roam throughout this earth looking for those whose hearts are right towards me and for those whose hearts are searching for truth. What power and anointing is about to break forth and brighten this dark earth with the light of my truth and the light of my presence? My holiness shining upon my anointed ones all over the earth. This you know, so I say this is the time to keep me, Jesus, as your standard, lifted high while exercising continual spiritual alertness through much prayer and expectation for what I am about to accomplish in you and through you, my people, all over this earth. I see some of you, my people, who are growing weary, and I speak to you now be renewed, that you be not weary in well doing. Let the refreshing waters of my word wash over you, refreshing your mind, your body, and your spirit. And she prays, Thank you, Father, for your encouragement and your exhortation to us, and thank you for your compassion how you show us that you are concerned with everything about us. I pray you strengthen the weary and the feeble and all who are bowed with cares. Thank you for doing so, Lord. Help us to remember to pray for one another and to cast all of our cares upon you because we know that you, Lord, care so much for us. Amen. So, she went on to say, the Lord led me to include just some of the scriptures that he referred to in this word to us. Um, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, well, she has a note here. She said, he will keep us in perfect peace. Amen. Amen. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord, even the Lord, is an everlasting rock. There's no reason to be anxious or troubled, saints, about anything. The Bible says be anxious for nothing, which means, of course, that God is in absolute control. He said, just let your prayers and requests be known unto him with thanksgiving, and the peace of God shall guard your heart and your thoughts in Christ, right? So, just rest, just trust in him that he's in control, and he is going to bring forth your fruit. And also, 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty-seven. she says, We have the victory through Christ. Amen. But thanks be to God who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, all the battles that we're in, it is the Lord who gives the victory. Um, And we should remember that and always uh, direct our eyes upon him, have have his direction, uh, not let the scheming of our mind or the scheming of demons who want to tell us and lead us and guide us through their reasonings. We well, we have to cast down all those vain reasonings or imaginations that are exalted against the knowledge of God, meaning against his word, right? And she also gave First Corinthians 16 and 13. Stand firm, be on your guard, she says. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quit you like men, be strong. So we're not ordained to walk as men walk after the carnal reasonings as a result of their carnal senses, right? We are to walk in faith in the Word of God, faith in our God who delivers us out of the power of darkness and um, uh, puts us in the kingdom of the Son of His love, right? So quit being like men, he says. Be strong, right? And she also gives Galatians 6 and 9. Be not weary, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Patience. Let patience have its perfect work that you may be entire, lacking in nothing. And that means patience in your faith. Not tired, not weary, not looking at the negative, not being cast down by what we think are uh, failures or whatever. Uh, or the works of the enemy, not being weary. Do not be weary in well-doing. Which means to continue to speak the word and send forth the word and confess the word so that the high priest of your confession uh, can confess you before the Father. Amen. He has to have an offering. And that offering is to confess him before men. Confess his word before men. And she gives Ezekiel 3, 9, Fear them not. As an adamant harder than flint have I made thy forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they are a rebellious house. Amen. Fear them not. They try to put fear in people because then they can rule, right? But fear them not. It is forbidden. God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? And she gives Isaiah 50 and 7. Set your face as flint, she says. For the Lord will help me therefore have I not been confounded therefore have I set my face like a flint and I know that I shall not be put to shame oh praise the Lord we we find shame is mentioned in many places where faction is mentioned and they will be brought to shame for the evil that they have done and uh, she got Second Timothy one and nine. We're saved to a high and a holy calling," she says. "Who saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before times eternal." Okay, and also John 6 and 37. She says, those who uh, Father draws will come. All that the Father giveth me shall come unto me, he says. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. Amen. So, the Father draws. You can pray. The Father draw you. Uh, The Shulamite in Song of Solomon said, Draw us, and we will run after you. So she was a corporate body, obviously. Um, And Jeremiah 1 and 5. And her note is, Before we were born, he knew us. Amen. Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. I have appointed thee a prophet unto the nations. Amen. Well, let me say that in a way, I don't say that we all have this office of prophet, but we speak the word of God as a prophet to the people of the world. And his words don't come back void. They are powerful. Amen? So in that way, he's appointed us a prophet unto the nations, which is the world, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 1 Peter 2 and 10. And her note is, worldly desires wage war against our souls. Who in time past were no people, but now are the people of God, who had not obtained mercy but now have obtained mercy. Amen. So that was us. You know, obviously, we were no people of his. We weren't a natural Jew that was given the natural law, right? But we were a spiritual Jew circumcised in heart, as the Bible says, and uh, which is the cutting off of the flesh of our hearts through faith in Jesus Christ, And his sacrifice. And we didn't have mercy before. But now we've obtained mercy. And those under the law have no right to the kingdom. You must come out from under the law. It separates from Christ. Who is our only sacrifice. And our only covenant. So 1 John 2 and 15. And her note is do not love the world. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, remember this. If you set your eyes and you set your heart on the things of the world, you really don't know the Father. He said, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father Is not in him. So remember, if you're pampering your flesh, you're feeding your flesh, and you're going after the things of the world, the pleasures of this life, uh, you're becoming separated from God. We're not here to please the flesh, we're here to please the spiritual man who pleases the Father. Isaiah 41.10, and she has, Fear not. And the verse goes, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. Don't be anxious for anything. God is sovereign. Fear not. God did not give you a spirit of fear. When it comes, know that it's from the devil. Amen. And Psalm 91.1. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Amen. And uh, we abide in him. He is our abiding place, right? And when we confess that before men, we're in it. Amen. Psalm 91 and 2. The Lord, our dwelling place. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Once again. Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. Amen. God's been around a long time. In fact, he's been around before time. (laughs) And uh, he's our dwelling place. We abide in him through faith in his promises. Don't let the devil get your eyes on the problem, like on the snake bite, right? Get your eyes on the snake bite, guess what? You die. Get your eyes on the serpent on the pole, who was Jesus who became accursed for us, and you get God's power to walk saved from the curses of this world. Amen. And Matthew 11 and 28. Come unto me. These are all phrases, you know, uh, that were in the prophecy, right? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Well, there's an awesome promise. We know that the rest represents resting from our own works. We've been trained from very young to um, save ourselves. (laughs) But if we're doing it, God's not doing it because his power is made perfect in weakness. When we give up trying to save ourselves through whatever method that might be, but usually it's one of the methods of the world, right? Uh, Then God will save us. And he does it through his rest, he calls it. And he that doth believe hath entered into that rest. When you believe God's promises, you rest from your own works. You know he is powerful to bring it to pass, right? Thank you, Father, for teaching us in all areas of our life to cease from our own works and put our trust in you. You are our salvation. Amen. And 2 Corinthians 6 and 2. Now is the day of salvation. Well, amen. I think this is very prophetic for this particular time. But every day is the day of salvation. It's now, it's not tomorrow. You're not praying for God to save you in the future. You're accepting your salvation today by faith. Your salvation is from your enemies. Your salvation is uh, deliverance from sin and the demonic enemies and the powers of darkness, all of these things. So he says, for he saith, At an acceptable time I hearkened unto thee, and in a day of salvation did I succor thee. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Remember that. Today is when you receive your salvation by faith. Tomorrow is when it comes to pass. Uh, That may not be very long at all. In many cases, it's almost immediate or is immediate. But today, we receive salvation. We call the things that be not as though they were. This is how faith works. It is the secret of faith that the wicked who who are in the church don't know about and can't exercise. The believers are the real people of God. not, Not what people sometimes call the church. Or people who confess that they believe in Jesus. The devil believes in Jesus. It doesn't save him. Well, Mark 13 and 33. Keep watch and pray is the phrase. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. Amen. Keep watch and pray take heed watch and pray today is the day you need to watch and pray the enemies are being conquered out there in the natural and in the spiritual the deep state in the world is being conquered but they have a job to do and it is to conquer the flesh of god's people so they're not quite through doing their job I do believe they're going to release some more plagues. I do believe they're going to do some very nasty things. And um, I believe it will drive many apostate Christians to the Lord and to seek out new leadership that knows about living in the wilderness and living by faith because they are, uh, they've gathered around them um, wolves Um, that uh, love itching ears uh, to tell them what they want to hear. But that's not going to save you in the days to come and me in the days to come. Watch and pray. Ecclesiastes 3.11 And the phrase she's connecting us to is he has made all things beautiful in his time. Yes, because he works all things after the counsel of his own will and he works all things together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. So don't don't gripe and don't uh, murmur in the wilderness, you know. He has made all things beautiful in his time. In the verse, Ecclesiastes 3.11, he hath made everything beautiful in his time and he hath also set eternity in their heart yet so that man cannot find out the work that God hath done from the beginning even to the end. Yeah, you know, many people only see what they see naturally out there, and God demands that his people accept things by faith. They come to him by faith. They believe what they don't necessarily see, but they accept it by faith. And as they accept it by faith they see the supernatural power of God involved in their day-to-day life. But faith comes first, and then God's provision, right? Uh, The rest, again. We rest from our works when we believe that God has done His and passed it on to us. And Joel 2, 12 and 13. Turn to me, with fasting and weeping and mourning, I say, please do this now. We are in a war. It is not time to play, please the flesh, or run after the worldly things. It's time to do warfare. Turn to me with we- with fasting, weeping, and mourning. In the verse, Joel 2, 12-13. Yet even now, saith the Lord, turn ye unto me with all of your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning. And rend your heart, and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abundant in loving kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. Amen. Amen. You can turn away the wrath of God from your fleshly works by doing what he says here. Turn unto the Lord your God. He is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger. Abundant loving kindness. Turn to him with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. Um, Many people, you know, they just accept Jesus on top of all their sins. Never mind the weeping and mourning, repentance, and grief for sins that God wants to see. Just accept. They made it easy for the pagans to get in the door, right? Not God's plan. Colossians 3, 2 and 3. Think on things above. Amen. Amen. So set your mind on the things above and not on the things that are on the earth. You got that? Again, we get that message. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Thank you, Father, for hiding us under the shadow of your wings. Amen. And Psalm 37, 12 and 13. The Lord laughs at the wicked. Mm -hmm. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord will laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Yes, the Lord is eager to judge those who are willfully disobedient, hate his children, war against his children, bring them to their cross, etc., he is eager to put an end to it, and of course, that's as soon as we die to self, right, he is eager to put an end to it, and Second Peter 1 and 10, you're calling an election sure, Wherefore, brethren, give the more diligence to make your calling and election sure. You mean it's not sure? Well, no. You have to be proven. You are called. You may know that you're called, but you don't know that you're elect, which means chosen. And the reason you don't know that is the fruit that you bear causes you to be chosen. God has a crop out there. He's called everybody to partake of the benefits of Christ so that we may bear fruit. But the elect elect means chosen. He chooses the fruit. He doesn't want the plant, as I've said so often. It's plowed back under. It's just a physical thing, right? But the fruit is his. That is the spiritual man who is being birthed inside of you, right? and it will be seen by the world. Some people think that that spiritual man who is your fruit uh, is not going to be seen by the world. Is not necessary. They are wrong. The reason for this is that the world will see Christ in you, the hope of glory. For if you do these things, you shall never stumble. Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. for if you do these things, you shall never stumble. So if you go and read Second um, Peter chapter one, you will understand these things. It is the attributes of Christ. Amen. Say uh, to the bound, go forth to those in darkness, show yourself. That's Isaiah 49 and 9. Saying to them that are bound, go forth, and to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. They shall feed in the ways and on all the bare heights shall be their pasture. Amen. Amen. So, command them to come forth in the name of Jesus. What we bind on earth is bound in Him. What we loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Say to those who are bound, come forth, preach the gospel that brings them out from among the apostates, right? And they will feed on the good ground, the good pasture, right? And Isaiah 61 through 3, arise and shine, your light has come. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth. Are we seeing darkness out there or what? Even in religion, very, very much darkness. And gross darkness the peoples. Darkness is just a way of saying sin. They're living in sin And um, that's what they want to do. Gross darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon thee, speaking of his bride, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And nations shall come to thy light. In other words, uh, the Lord is going to arise in his people who have loved his word devoured his word, become the word made flesh. He loves them. He's sending them forth to the nations so that they will see this light. And the kings, to the brightness of thy rising, they will see Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is the purpose of saving people. For goodness sake, people think they get saved so they can sit on a pew and wait for the rapture. How ridiculous. We were created for a purpose, the Great Commission. We are created by the Word being manifested in our lives. In other words, our obedience to the Word because of our faith giving us the power to do it. And uh, this is that light that shines forth from us. And even kings will come to the brightness of thy rising. Amen. Well, Lord, Lord, we thank you that all of the saints out there will go to prayer to bring down this deep state out there in the world who is a bunch of Satanists, who are uh, attempting to kill uh, all of their enemies, people they totally disregard and have no care for whatsoever. Uh, uh, So to go forth and bind the deep state also in the church, because there is a deep state, they all proclaim to be somebody. A lot of times they uh, have claimed titles. Uh, or offices in the church none of which have they been given by god but they're puffed up and they uh, make themselves god by judging all everyone else instead of giving grace which we are commanded to do they don't give grace they don't speak words of faith that give grace they judge people They don't know whether that person has done anything wrong. It doesn't matter. They can make them do something wrong in their own mind. And they don't know if they've repented a long time ago, Uh, you know, but that doesn't matter to them because they don't judge by grace. And so they will not be judged by grace. That's right. That's the sad thing. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we... um, We ask that all the brethren out there will do spiritual warfare against this evil and dark entity and the demons that control them. And Lord, uh, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but the principalities and powers, but they can do nothing outside of those demons. And those demons, you know, uh, are moving through them to try to stop the gospel, which is destroying them. Just like the deep state out there uh, is doing everything they can to stop the alliance from taking them down. But just remember what I said. The deep state was created for a purpose, too. That purpose is to drain the swamp in the church. Remember what I said. They're going to come against the church. There are many saying it's all over. No, no. The guerrilla warfare is continuing. There are many saying that we've come to the thousand years of peace, but how ridiculous they are, and they will be proven to be ridiculous in the days to come. We're headed to tribulation. We're not headed to the thousand years of peace. By the way, if you read Revelation, you see that the thousand years of peace are for the righteous who have glorified bodies. Those on the earth are ruled over by the law. And they have no peace. They're forced to obey the law. Go and read it for yourself. And if they don't, they are chastened and so on. And even at the end of the thousand years, when the devil is released, they immediately follow him because they are his children. You go and read it. These are not saved people in the thousand years. They're on the earth in physical bodies and they've lived through the tribulation, but they do not enter the kingdom. They are killed when they follow Satan and all of them are destroyed in time for the great white throne judgment. Go and read it. But because of these things that are written in the book of Revelation, they've made up their own thousand years of peace. And But there is no peace to the wicked. You don't understand. You can be a moralizer and still be wicked in your sins, which you don't count to be sin anymore. Okay? So this is just plain wickedness, and these are liars. The thousand years of peace is not coming. The tribulation in the book of Revelation is coming, even though they don't believe in the book of Revelation. Okay. Well, thank you, Father, that you will set everything right, and you will correct a lot of these people, and some of them will turn to the kingdom and the king, especially when they see what looks like Jesus running around healing and casting out devils and... um translating and all kinds of good things you know but it will be Jesus in his people yes amen they'll see the real Jesus that that's the problem is a lot of the world has never seen the real Jesus you know and to 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 them he is a fiction but when they see it in front of their eyes they'll have to many of them come to the realization that they've been rejecting the gospel amen All right. God bless you, saints. We'll do this again sometime.
0: Amen. Good night. For information, materials, and to contribute, go to unleavenedbreadministries.org. Contributions only may be addressed to David Eels. Post Office Box 231616, Montgomery, Alabama 36123. Can quench my thirsting soul, pure as water, make me whole. Let your streams of mercy flow, O Jesus, I trust in you. Though the mountains fall into Though the rivers rise, I still believe. For your mercy stands and your word is true. Oh, Jesus, I trust in you. And when I face that darkest night, what will be my guiding light? The shining rays of red and white, Jesus, I trust in you. Sacred heart in you, I find mercy seated for all time. I am yours and you are mine, oh Jesus, I trust in you. My Lord Jesus